0: This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Goslin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network.
1: Well, 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 what did I tell you about the Cincinnati Bengals? You guys told me they were going to go the distance in the playoffs, and I told you they were turned into pumpkins in January. So, Rick and Ron, what do you have to say now?
2: I say I would like to have seen the Bengals play that game with Andy Dalton. If the Patriots lost Tom Brady or the Seahawks lost Russell Wilson, would you be so quick to condemn the Patriots and Seahawks
3: as frauds? Well, I'll say, uh, what I say, Clark, is it doesn't exactly make you Notre Damus. Uh I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah. Wait uh, a minute. Uh, you know, who's was I-
1: the guy that told you Tom Brady wasn't going to go anywhere. He wasn't going to be suspended. And you I thought we were talking
3: about the Bengals. The Bengals. We are talking so about, about the Bengals. On to- so let's stay on it's, topic for
1: five seconds. Right, I yeah. will
3: stay on topic. Yeah. It's January, and they're gone. You, know, you saying, what did I tell you, makes, makes me think you need to go to the ear doctor. No one said they were going the distance. What are you talking about? We liked them that week. Nobody said the distance. What Are you, are you crazy? That's you say that the Bengals might step on their toe is like me saying the sun might come up in the east. Good chance of it. <laughs> you know, then, how, then how come you didn't say good
1: chance of it? You said good chance. These guys were going deep in the playoffs. They didn't. They're gone. They're 0-7. We thought, we
2: thought hey. Andy Dalton was going to be the quarterback. Okay? Oh, we well, didn't God. know that he'd be a backup quarterback. You so how far the Pages oh and, go with Jimmy Garoppolo. 0-4 oh in the
1: playoffs. 0-4 oh in the playoffs. Tom Brady, uh 22 and 7 in the playoffs. Uh, okay, so they far they uh, go with Jimmy
2: Garoppolo. Anyway, I'm going to
1: tell you guys what I have to say. It's the Talk of Fame Network with a new year. Yeah, we've got a new format, people, and we're going to have to get as used to it as you out there.
3: Any uh, chance we get a new host? Uh yeah, there might
1: be. Derek, you available? No, <laughs> Derek liked the Bengals too. Uh, listen, all I know is that we're going to have more time <laughs> in more of these segments, or at least some of these segments, to talk about and to some of our favorite people, uh, not including Andy Dalton or A.J. McCarran. Like, oh, for instance,
2: run. <laughs> <laughs> former
1: tackle Orlando Pace. He's a Hall of Fame finalist for the second straight year. And former Dallas receiver Drew Pearson. He was a star of a 1975 last minute defeat of Minnesota in the divisional round of the playoffs. Both are here today, and Drew Pearson part of our salute to Hall of Fame Divisional Playoff games. But, of course, that's not all, not on the Talk of Fame Network. We're also going to hear why former Oilers receiver Charlie Hennigan, yes, Charlie Hennigan, belongs in Canton, and who or what is the problem in Cincinnati. Uh, I think Ron's going to pre- present that case. Ron, I don't know that I, I, I like your chances here. You, you had them going deep in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, right? yeah, sure I did. I had them going no. deep in, this, in Cincinnati. What are you talking about? You have just, let's go to, We're going to go back to the tapes and listen to those shows.
1: Uh, listen, I, I want to get to the Forrester order of business here, and it's not Cincinnati, it's not Andy Dalton. It's that class of 2016 Hall of Fame finalists the upsets and the disappointments. The three of us are members, of course, of the Halls Board of Selectors, and we're going to meet February 6th, that's the day before the Super Bowl, to cut this group to 15 to five modern era candidates. So let's take a look at that list in Goose. I want to start with, let's say, the upsets. What were they for you?
2: Yeah, I was surprised Don Coryell made the finals ahead of Jimmy Johnson. You know, coaches and quarterbacks are judged on championships. Johnson coached two champions, built a third. Coryell never even reached the Super Bowl. And I think another upset is, um, and slash disappointment, the lack of respect defense gets in this room. There are only three defensive players on this 18-candidate ballot. Only 34% of all those enshrined in Canton play defense, and the gap will continue to widen with the class of 2016.
1: Ron, uh, aside from the lack of respect these Cincinnati Bengals get, uh, <laughs> what was the upset for you?
3: <laughs> I'm getting upset the more I talk to you uh, well, you know what 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 got to me really is that uh, uh, there's just too many in my mind there's just too many familiar names that we keep seeing uh, who have real no uh, really no chance of winning and, and no disrespect to Don Corio but but he's one of them you know we have a system where if you have an x amount of votes, you can keep getting in the room every year uh, but but you can't possibly win. And so what happens? New names get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Uh, and, and what you end up with is uh, when they finally come up, they're running out of time. You know, So I, I just think we need to find a way to circulate more newer names or uh, uh, new names uh, through that room each, uh, each February, and we haven't figured out a way to do it.
1: Okay. Now I want to get the disappointments, but before I do, uh, I'm going to mention, as we have here before, that there's one Slam Duncan here. And much as Goose doesn't like the term, here we go, Goose. Future Hall of Famer, got to pack him in ice there, Ron. There's one here, and that's quarterback Brett Favre, who's going to be a first ballot choice. He's one of three first ballot nominees. Terrell Owens, who was one of Ron's guys, and Alan are the others. Yeah, Terrell Owens played for Cincinnati. That's why Ron likes it. He's him. open.
3: And yeah, he, he led the team, 37 years old. If he was playing, they'd still be playing.
1: Brett Favre is a deadbolt cinch, unlike Terrell Owens and Alan Fanica. But we caught up to Brett last year and asked him what the gold jacket would mean to him. And frankly, Ron and Rick, I, I was surprised by his answer. It's refreshingly honest, and well, it's just refreshing, period, in this day and age of chest thumping and fist bumping.
4: I always dreamed as a young child of playing in the National Football League. I mean, I, I, mean I, I knew if you asked me at seven years old what I was going to do, I was going to tell you play pro football. If you would asked me at 17, the same thing. I never wavered from my dream, But I never dreamed of Hall of Fame. I never dreamed of Pro Bowls. I never dreamed of MVPs. I really did. So all those things to me are, are tremendous honors and, and achievements that that it was way more than I ever could have dreamed of, and to, you know, so I am not hanging on a phone call to be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's a tremendous honor to be to be, even be considered, first of all, but to be able to play in the National Football League in itself to me is an honor that that not too many people get to to experience. And so my career is capped. It doesn't have to be capped off by a Hall of Fame. That's not to say I don't want to be in the Hall of Fame. I think every player would love to. Me included. But what I'm saying is I'm just honored that I got a chance to do it and do it for so long and achieve so many things that I never dreamed of. You know, I just, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. And, and to, to be capped off not only is the Packer Hall of Fame, but the NFL Hall of Fame is just, yeah, you know, I don't even, words can't describe it.
2: Well, he doesn't know what to say, but I know what to say. There, there are 74 first belt Hall of Famers in Canton. Brett Favre will be 75 and deservedly slow. He, he checks all the boxes. He wears his championship ring. He set NFL passing records. He was an all-decade selection, a three-time league MVP, an 11-time Pro Bowler. And frankly, guys, I loved watching him play. He had fun playing football, and I had fun watching him. He wasn't a system quarterback. He wasn't a robot. He was a gunslinger with a flair for the freelance. And selfishly, he was a great interview. He was accessible and put thought into the answers. I appreciate him both as a player and as a person.
3: I I agree with you, Goose. You know, Brett Favre is the kind of guy who made – Pro football into the popular game that it is today. If if a lot of the guys playing today, with the attitude that they have, the way that they uh, play, the way that they uh, deal with publicizing the game, were were playing, you know, back in those days, there'd it, be no pro football today. It would just be like just another be like you know soccer with better looking uniforms. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, because that was a lo- that color, that pageantry, that uh, that flair that a guy like Favre brought to the game. That's what made people fall in love with the game, you know. Not some coach who sleeps in his office, and, you know, and, and has no life or some uh, guy who says, oh, we're just trying to get over, you know, trying to do the best we can against the best weekend." You know, they're the best and we're the best and everybody's the best. We're going to do our best. You know, I mean, <laughs> who cares? You know, Brett Favre made you care one way or another. Good point.
1: Well, it's as hard as it is rare for me to say this, but I agree with both of you guys. So now let's go to the disappointments. Ron, you're first up.
3: Well, for me, that's easy. It was Ty Law not making the finals. I mean, to me, he was the best cornerback on the best team uh, of his time. He was an all-decade player. Uh, He was a key to what their defense did. Uh, And when he left, that defense didn't win another title for 10 years, and that was no accident. I was there for uh, the the run-up and the run-down. And it's no surprise to me that when they finally did win, it was because they had Darrell Revis come in and play like Ty Law, but not as good, frankly, uh, in that spot. He was a big player in big games. He has big numbers. Uh, So, Goose, what's the problem?
2: Let's not worry about, Tyler. Let's worry about guys uh, that deserve to get in right away. Tony Baselli, Mike Ken, Carl McElroy, Sam Mills, older players, great players, Hall of Fame-worthy players, can't even get in the room. Ty Law will get in the room one day. These guys won't.
1: Hey, congratulations, guys. We made it through our first new segment. We'll stop and try it again when we return after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works at Grasshopper.com
5: i just feel like something's missing
6: i know what we had was so big
7: and warm and bright and yellow oh i really miss the sun
6: no sun no problem centrum the most trusted multivitamins now have more of the vitamin d3 you need get the vitamin d you could be missing this winter with centrum multivitamins now our highest level of d3 ever
8: when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com.
9: Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past. With Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. If your computer is running slow, go to mycleanpc.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com.
10: Basketball fans, slam dunk excitement at Luxor Las Vegas with shows like Fantasy, the strip's sexiest adult review, Chris Angel believe from Cirque du Soleil and Carrot Top. Save your biggest place for LAX nightclub. Get your Lux on at Luxor.com.
11: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call
12: 800-QUICKEN or visit QuickenLoans.com. Visit JDPower.com for more information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030.
5: Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press
0: 1. 1- hey, Burger King, you want to drive biz? I got this idea. I'm a big fan of the way you cook your burgers, but what about chicken? So
1: why
10: not do a flame-grilled burger chicken?
13: Burger chicken? How about we call it the new flame-grilled chicken burger from Burger King? A savory flame-grilled chicken patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun, now just 2 for $5. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich, part of the 2 for $5 deal. The new flame-grilled chicken burger, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary.
0: Now back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick
14: Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners.
1: Just another reminder the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by My Clean PC. If your computer is running as slowly as, well, maybe the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, go to mycleanpc.com and get a free computer diagnosis. And so Within minutes, you can activate mycleanpc software to clean out what may be slowing it down. That's mycleanpc.com. And we've been talking about the Hall of Fame's class of 2016 here, and we covered the lock, Brett Favre, and we covered the upsets and disappointments. Now, Rick and Ron, let's get down to the nitty gritty. We have finalist Orlando Pace coming up later in the show, and I think we made it clear where we stand on him. Next to Brett Favre, uh, maybe linebacker Kevin Green and wide receiver Marvin Harrison, I think all of us agree that Orlando Pace is the next most worthy candidate, and someone, Goose, who's on the fast track again.
2: Yeah, there were four, four all-decade offensive tackles in the 2000s. Willie Rolfe was elected in the class of 2012, Jonathan Ogden was elected in class 2013, Walter Jones, class 2014, the only guy left out right now is Orlando Pace, last year we put Will Shields in ahead of Pace, it's Pace's turn, he'll go in this year.
3: I think Goose is probably right, uh, you know, sometimes those linemen get trapped like Will Shields did and they got to wait a little longer than, than uh, maybe uh, some of us think they should, but. Uh, it certainly looks to me like it's going to be, I don't know how you make a case against Orlando Pace going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so th- this is probably the time. I also think there's a strong case to be made for Marvin Harrison as well in my book. And I'm begging you guys, would you put Steve Atwater in the Hall of Fame? That guy's waiting. He's waited long enough for, eight or, for all those fat offensive linemen. Together they didn't <laughs> wait as long as he's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against fat. Yeah, I, I like fat myself. But come on, put the guy in.
1: Goose is probably right. He's almost always right, uh, except Just ask of course. Except of course, when he's talking about the Bengals. Okay, um, we've said on this show before that Pace and, as we mentioned, Kevin Green, uh, who, by the way, guys, we're going to sit down with next week, and Marvin Harrison are front runners for three of the five modern era positions. Of course, the fourth is Brett Favre, the lock. So that leaves door number five, which is a wild card. One of those guys in the mix is. Last week's guest, former coach and friend of the show, Tony Dungy, whom we've had on the show, what, four times now, I think dating back to Boston? Anyway, he made it clear to us what getting into Canton would mean
4: to him when we had him last week. You know, it's funny. You really don't think about it that much, but when, when I did make it last year to the final 10, then you start to think, you know what, this, this might happen and how, how special it would be. Uh, coming up in, in the coaching ranks, and, and you know I played for Chuck Knoll and Bill Walsh, so to me, that's what you think of when you, you think of Hall of Fame. And it's just hard for me to even fathom being in, in that conversation, having watched those guys work. So it would be very, very special. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens.
2: You know, again, we're being asked to judge Tony Dungy on his merits as a head coach. The man won 66.8% of his games. That's the sixth best Winning percentage in NFL history, and the five coaches ahead of him are all Hall of Famers: Lombardi, Hall, Shula, Madden, and George Allen. And Dungey wears a championship ring. That's how we judge coaches: did he win? Yes. Did he win big?
1: Yes. But there's another guy in the mix, and that's former running back Edwin James, who's a first-time finalist. Now, because he's a first-time finalist, I think he's a long shot for that fifth spot. But uh, Edge doesn't. In fact, when we spoke to him last month, he made it clear where he belongs, and he thinks that's in Canton.
15: Yeah, absolutely. Because when you look at everything that's been done, you look at the people that's behind me, you look at the people behind, in front of me, there's no way you can deny it. You know, you can't deny what I've done. You can't deny, you know, the things that I've done on the football field. So it's one of those things where it's just a matter of what are the judges looking for? What are they judging me by? You know, if you want to judge me by yards, I have more yards than. Mark is out. I have more yards than a bunch of guys that's behind me. You know, if you want to look at receiving yards, look at total yards. You know, you have total yards mine. I have more yards than better. You know, and we look at blocking, you know, I have done something that it's a bunch of people that's on that list that never was put in that situation. So it's just a matter of time.
2: Yeah, he's 11th on the all-time rushing list, and the nine guys eligible ahead of are all in Canton. You know, he won two Russian titles. That's two more than Jerome Bettis won. He was enshrined last year. think like the only thing working against James is the trend away from running backs in today's game. That may waste some for the younger, more impressionable voters, but the three of us who remember when a ground game was a foundation for success in the NFL and is still a winning ticket, I think we can understand the value of his candidacy.
1: Well, then, of course, guys, I don't want to waste any time here at this Terrell Owens. And cue Michael Buffer, please, Derek. <laughs> Here we go again, Ronnie. T.O.'s open! You think he belongs, I say no. So let's take it to Goose. Goose, what say you?
2: Well, it depends where you want to look. If you prefer to see Terrell Owens on the field, then he's the Hall of Famer. If you prefer to see Terrell Owens off the field in the locker room in his driveway bench pressing, then you have some <laughs> doubts. You know, He played for five teams in his career, and all five couldn't wait to get rid of him. There's a six-team, and they're the Allen Wranglers indoor football. He was part owner, and they cut him because he wouldn't play road games. So he, he's been a handful off the field for his employers, but he's a hand, handful on the field for the defenders. And I think you guys are looking in two different directions on this guy.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well, what, wrong? Well, yeah,
3: I'm looking <laughs> I, at where we're supposed to look. What, looking, what did he do as a player?
1: I'm looking in one direction, not towards Terrell Owens. I'm looking to... Rick Gosselin, a.k.a. Dr. Data, he doesn't have to worry about getting the Hall of Fame. He's inducted in 2004, and that's the God's honest truth. Goose, you went in a year ahead of Dan Marino and Steve Young. That's pretty impressive. Anyway, Goose, I understand he's getting defensive today, or at least you think somebody should, right, Goose?
2: Yeah. Adam Gaze has been hired by the Miami Dolphins as their next head coach. Dirk Cutter, Hugh Jackson, Josh McDaniels, Harold Goodwin, and Doug Peterson are all involved in the interview process for the remaining head coaching vacancies. Like Gaze, all other coaches there were offensive coordinators in 2015, and that's the, new, the, new, the, the, the direction the new breed of NFL owner wants to go. He wants head coaches that are versed in offense, versed in handling quarterbacks, and versed in scoring points. The game is now in the hands of the quarterback position, and the feeling is that you have to find a head coach who can help his quarterback take the next step. But this new breed of NFL head coach must have missed a critical history lesson. Defensive coaches rule the sport. Seven of the last ten coaches to take teams to Super Bowls had defensive backgrounds. Fifteen of the last 24 had defensive backgrounds. The defending Super Bowl champion Patriots have a defensive coach in Bill Belichick. The two-time defending NFC champion Seattle Seahawks have a defensive coach in Pete Carroll. The last three coaches to win Super Bowls had defensive genes, Belichick, Carroll, and John Harbaugh. The coach of the top-seeded team in the current NFL playoff tournament, Ron Rivera, the 51 Carolina Panthers, is a defensive coach. And the guy that won the national title Monday night, Nick Saban, is a defensive coach. The fate of these offensive gurus tend to be driven by the success or failure of their quarterbacks. If I were an NFL owner, I'd hire a defensive coach every time. The fate of defensive gurus is driven by their schemes, not one particular player in that scheme, the quarterback. Witness the job, Mike Zimmer in Minnesota and Todd Bowles, and New York did without franchise quarterbacks. Vikings won the division with a quarterback who threw 14 touchdown passes. Jets won 10 games with Journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's coaching, gentlemen. If these offensive coordinators can bring along their quarterbacks, the Brady's managing Fox Palmers, then hire them. But they can't. So give
3: me a defensive coach every single time. Well, okay, Mr. Dr. Defense Data. I got a question for you. That's all well and good, but when you say every time, you always are leading yourself into a blind alley. So I say to you this. uh, What if you already had a good but underproducing quarterback in place, a guy who clearly uh, has everything you need but the proper direction? Do you still go with a defensive coach, or do you go with someone who can maximize the quarterback?
2: Hire Mark Zimmer and have North Turner come in as your offensive coordinator. Problem solved.
3: We're not going to the defensive coach. We're
1: going to commercial. Up next, Hall of Fame finalist, Orlando Pace. This is the Doctor Fame Network.
10: This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank, hearing pitches from small businesses. Now there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to cabbage.com, that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E, or call 888-CABBAGE.
8: The following
11: was recorded at a Burger King drive-through at breakfast.
8: Morning, welcome to Burger King. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich? Sure can. Right now they're two for four dollars. But could you say that word again? Croissant sandwich? Oh, where I'm from, we say croissant sandwich. Wow. Where are you from? From behind this counter.
12: Piled high with thick-cut bacon or savory sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted cheese. Get two croissant sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
16: are friends. We are sisters. We are daughters. We are stronger together. Meet We Rafiki Bracelets are handmade with love by women in Africa, providing employment and empowerment. Wear your passion for changing the world at we.org.
17: There's a reason why so many celebrities use ProActive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because ProActive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get ProActive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Another reminder that the
1: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer analysis and diagnosis, easy for me to say. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out what may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our first guest was the first pick of the 1997 NFL draft and someone who actually lived up to the hype. Tech Orlando Pace went on to become the blocking keystone of one of the most explosive offenses in NFL history, the greatest show on turf. Not only going to seven Pro Bowls and two Super Bowls with the St. Louis Rams, but also voted to the NFL's all-decade team for the 2000s. Now, of course, he's a finalist, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2016, his second trip to the finals in his two years of eligibility. And if you've been listening to this show, it doesn't appear to be as much a matter of if in terms of his induction as it is when. Orlando Pace, thank you for joining us.
15: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: You were one of the two modern era offensive linemen on the ballot last year, but the voters decided to go the other way with Will Shields. How disappointed were you to be passed over in your first year of eligibility?
15: Well, I think obviously, uh, when you're a finalist, uh, you hope to to get in on the first ballot. I think everybody that's in that top ten, that's what they naturally think. So naturally I was I was I was disappointed. But once I, I kinda of thought about it, and you look around, and you look at all those Hall of Famers that was in there, uh not all those guys are, are Hall of Famers and they're all worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. You couldn't pick one guy that you, you, you could move in front of. So uh, after that, you know, I, I, I kind of settled down. But disappointment is a part of it. Uh, and uh, basically that was it.
3: Orlando, you were uh, one of four offensive tackles named to the uh, all-decade team of the 2000s. The other three, uh, Jonathan Ogden, Walter Jones, and Willie Rofe, uh, have already been enshrined. And I'm wondering, did you measure yourself at all against those three guys during your playing career? Uh, and if not those three, who, if anybody, did you sort of measure yourself against?
15: Well, I think I think being that we're all in that era together, um, you know, coming up in, in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we all kind of measured each other against each other. We were, you know, it was the golden ages of tackles, I believe, with the passing game and everybody, you know, the blind side and everything kind of coming up. So I think we're all in that same category. I know those other three guys are in the Hall of Fame, and, and hopefully one day, I get the opportunity to be in the Hall of Fame as well.
3: What does a tackle look for? I mean, when you're judging yourself, obviously, if you got stats, you say "I caught a hundred passes, I gained a thousand. What does a tackle, when he's measuring himself against other guys, how does he do it?
15: Well, it's, it's kind of different because guys playing different offenses. So some guys, you know, you know, Jonathan Ogden, they ran the ball a lot more in Baltimore, in St. Louis. You know, we we passed the ball a lot more. So when you look at that and our offenses, and, and you know, the success you had in those offenses, and I think basically it's pass blocking. When you look at how athletic left tackles are now, it's pass blocking, protecting that quarterback blind
1: uh, side. We're with Hall of Fame finalist Orlando Pace on the Talk of Fame Network. And Orlando, since we're talking about great offensive linemen, the only other offensive lineman from Ohio State in the Hall of Fame who's from the game's modern era is a guy named Jim Parker. Now, some consider him the greatest offensive lineman ever. I know all three of us remember him. What do you know about him, and how much of an honor would it be to join Jim Parker in Canton?
15: Oh, being a Buckeye, man, I, I've heard all the stories. Uh, you know, He's probably one of the greatest Buckeyes ever uh, as far as a lineman. You know, you, you hear the stories and, and how great he was as a player, and, and he's in the Hall of Fame, and hopefully I can, I can be that second Buckeye lineman to, to join him in the Hall of Fame as well.
1: Orlando, what stories do you hear about uh, Jim Parker? Any that you can recall?
15: Just how how dominating he was. He was a, he was a great uh, great offensive lineman. Uh, you know, you kind of just hear those stories some some of those older guys and, and how he played the game and and you know how 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 dominant he just was at that position.
2: Is is there a Hall of Fame type thing at Ohio State where his pitchers are up and maybe his uniform or anything like that?
15: Well, they they, they have shrines of all the great Buckeyes. Uh, it, it, it's getting better. Their facilities are getting better, so they they're. they're Ohio State's big on tradition, and, and the players that played before them. So you can walk down the hall and see all the Ohio State Buckeyes, all the greats.
2: They just waiting for your enshrinement to, to honor you, or?
15: <laughs> uh, you know what? They, 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 they've done. They've done enough. They have enough pictures of me in that. that they have this time. You know, hopefully, so we, uh, you know, they can add one more with the Hall of Fame.
1: So we can find your photo if we walk down that hall.
15: Oh yeah, no question. They have they have all the awards that I've won and all the pictures and everything so it's uh you know they Ohio State does a great job of honoring their 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 former players.
2: Orlando let's take you back here it's August 28th 1999 you're on the field when Trent Green suffered a season-ending knee injury on a hit by Rodney Harrison in a preseason game so what are you thinking when Green is carted off the field and Kurt Warner comes trotting on?
15: Wow, first of all, we we're, were feeling bad for Trent because uh, we felt like that year was going to be our year. Trent Trent Green was going to take us over the top. We had Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and all those guys. And that, to lose him in that preseason, it was a bummer. But uh, one thing that we did, and you've probably, you probably seen the clip with with uh, Coach Vermeer saying we will rally around Kurt Warner. And uh, we knew Kurt was a, a good athlete. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't think, you know, I, I thought he was going to be an NFL MVP and all those things, but, you know, I realized once he got in there, he felt like he felt comfortable, and it was really our job as an offensive line to keep guys off of him to get him comfortable and confident in our offense so he can get the ball onto those weapons that we had. So, uh, additionally, we were like, man, you know, we knew Kurt was a good athlete. He thought he was a good quarterback, and, and, but we didn't think, we didn't anticipate that he would be that good uh, that early for us in that season.
2: Who did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I know who did? He, you know he was
15: back, you know he was bagging groceries a few years before that. So uh, <laughs> you know, no 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 one really knew you know you know the extent of how good Kirk could be at that time.
3: Well, I, uh, Orlando, I saw that happen here in, in, in Boston with uh, when Drew Bledsoe went down and. You know, Tom Brady took over, and, and of course, everyone's rewritten the history now and say they knew it all along, oh. but the fact of the matter is assistant coaches literally put their houses up for sale. One guy called his wife that day and said, we're out of here at the end of the season. Uh, so how long did it take for you to really sort of sense uh, that, hey, this guy's got something special here. He's not just a guy who's going to do okay. He's got something else. Did it, how many games right. did it take?
15: So what- you know, I think it was our third game. I think we played San Francisco, and San Francisco had up until that time had beaten, you know, seventeen times or something like that in a row. And you know, and everybody was trying to get away from that 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 losing streak. And I remember, you know, it was one of those things where we knew we were a good team, and we knew Kurt was going to be our guy that's going to lead us uh, to where we needed to be. And that, and I think that was a big game, just overcoming and, and ending that losing streak and uh, versus San Francisco at home. And, is, that's when we knew we were kind of the real deal. We could beat anybody in that league.
1: Hey, Orlando, I was at that game because I was covering the 49ers. You weren't the only ones who knew you were the real deal. Do you remember what Bill Walsh <laughs> said after the game? Do you remember what he said after the game to Dick Vermeil? You're going to no, the Super we're, Bowl. We're, <laughs> he, he said you guys, and I think Ike Bruce, we caught like four touchdown passes in that game. You guys oh, yeah, killed him.
15: That's when we, we kind of knew we were on our way. We were like, man, Kurt can play. We got plenty of weapons. We just have to stay healthy. That was the key for us.
1: We're speaking with Hall of Fame finalist Orlando Pace on the Talk of Fame Network in Orlando. We've got about a minute and a half left, but I want to say on that subject of Kurt Warner, Um, some people say he doesn't belong in the Hall because he had a big hole in the middle of his career when he should have been at the top of his game. He was released a couple of times, and, of course, he went to the bench. If you were pushing him for Canton, what would you say? What would you tell the voters?
15: I would tell the voters, uh, he took two franchises, literally two franchises, that were down in the dumps, a St. Louis team that had won four games prior the year prior, turned that franchise around, turned them into a winner, took them to the Super Bowl, actually won a Super Bowl uh, with the team and then, you know, after you know a few years layoff, he'd take another uh, Arizona team that had done much to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but still, he he was a glue that really had played well late into his career, uh, but, you know, Kurt and his story was just so wonderful and he's a He's a he's a better person than he is a player, and he's a pretty good uh, pretty good player. So, and uh, you know, I hope hope he gets in. Hopefully, we both can get in at the same time. But you know, Kurt's a great athlete, great quarterback, and he's done more for this game than. You know, a lot of guys. So um, I'm definitely pulling for them.
1: Well, I asked you about going in with Jim Park. I mean, going joining to Kenton with uh, Jim Park and join him there. How good a thrill would it be with go in with uh, Kurt Warner? We've got about 15 seconds left, but quickly, how big a thrill would that be?
15: Oh, that would be great, man. Kurt, we kind of went through this process last year, and we were congratulating ourselves. And I think when we both didn't make it, we both asked, you know, well, did Kurt make it? And he asked, that Orlando, did Orlando make it? So we're kind of going through this process together and enjoying every part of it.
1: Orlando, we've got to go to break. Can you stay with us? I will. Yes, I will.
15: Terrific. We'll
1: be back with Hall of Fame finalist Orlando Pace after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
5: I just feel like something's missing.
1: I know. What we
6: had was so big.
7: And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun.
6: No sun? No problem. Centrum. The most trusted multivitamins now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever.
8: When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's WIX.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula
0: known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence.
8: Simple Green.
0: Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green.
16: We are water. We are education. We are health. We are stronger together. Meet a We Rafiki Bracelets. Handmade with love by women in Africa, providing employment and empowerment. Wear your passion for changing the world at E-Sup. Now,
0: back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
1: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. See how it works at grasshopper.com. And we're back with Hall of Fame finalist and former tackle Orlando Pace on the Talk of Fame Network in Orlando. Thank you so much for sticking around with us.
15: Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me.
2: Orlando, Isaac Bruce was there when you got there, then Marshall Falk and Torrey Holt arrived in 1999. Warner obviously was last piece of the puzzle. The Rams promptly became the third-highest scoring officer in NFL history with 526 points. Was it as easy as it looked for you guys?
15: <laughs> you know, when it got to that point. Uh, guys, were guys. we made it look fun. Mike March was really the mastermind behind that whole offense. He was all about big plays and, and, and really taking advantage of what the defense has given us. And then those receivers, those weapons that we had, uh, you couldn't double anybody because somebody else would get off. And to have Marshall Falk in the backfield was probably uh, one of the smartest players that I've ever played with. I uh, just made just made it look so easy and effortless. So uh, I think everybody came together at the right time in their career. We're young. We all we all felt like we had something to prove at the time, and and we made it look we made it look pretty easy.
3: Obviously, it stayed easy uh, pretty much until that that 2001 uh, Super Bowl victory by the. Patriots stunning upset. Uh, you know, I hear you chuckling. Probably weren't chuckling that day, but I just sort of wonder. No,
15: not, not, not at all. Not at all.
3: If, if you had it to do over again, got to play that game again. What would you think the Rams should do differently than they did in that game?
15: Well, well, I think first of all, uh, you got to give Marshall Marshall Falk a lot more touches. To me, that was kind of one of the easier games that I've ever played because. You know, they only rushed three guys, and you know they dropped eight guys back in coverage, and we we still tried to pass the ball, which made it difficult. So if we would have ran ran the ball and got Marshall more touches, I think we would have been we would have came out with a victory. Well,
3: it's funny you say that because I remember about a month or so after the game talking to Ted Johnson, their middle linebacker, and I said, uh, "I'm no genius, Ted, but." uh what if they had just started handing the ball off to Marshall Falk? He said he would have run for 300 yards and they would have
15: killed us. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, my defensive end was folding up, grabbing Marshall. Every time you know he went out for a pass and the linebacker, they were double covering him. They didn't want Marshall to beat us. And he kind of fed right into their hands by not giving him the ball.
1: <laughs> Where were the Hall of Fame finalists, Orlando Pace, on the Talk of Fame Network? Who maybe should have been calling the plays in that 2001 Super Bowl? But Orlando, <laughs> um, question for you: Just going over your entire career, who's the most difficult guy you had to block?
15: Wow, there were so many guys. I, I hate to give guys real credit, uh, but you know, I think uh, you know what. If I had to if I had to guess one guy, probably from a from a fast blocking standpoint, probably was the White any because I always judge defensive ends on. You know they're going to do this move, and, and sometimes it's just hard to stop that spin move that he had. He was so low to the ground, and he, he would rush up there, especially playing him in Indianapolis. It was really tough to uh, to play him out there just because his speed and his spin move and that. He made it very difficult.
2: Arlena, so. how did the Rams change from Dick Vermeil as head coach to Mike Martz as head coach?
15: Oh, wow. Uh, I think, I think uh, you know, uh, that's a tough question, but, it, but, uh, cause Coach Romero, Coach Romero was all about, you know, people and developing people and he was about the team as a whole, uh, and, 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 and really, you know, getting to know guys and things like that. He, cause he had been through it before. Uh, Coach March, you know, he loved offense. He was all about offense. I don't know if he, if he joined the defensive meeting, but he he was he just wanted us to score. He didn't care how, you know, <laughs> you know what happened. But he was all about, you know, let's score, let's you know get the most out of this offense, and and he wasn't about, you know, everybody has different styles. So, but both of them were good in their own right. It was just a matter of, you know, their different styles and, and the difference, and, and and you know, Coach was a was a people person and really managed people with staff and make sure he. He really cared about everybody in the building.
3: Quickly, uh, we got about 30 seconds here left, Orlando, and we like to ask uh, a lot of our guys that we think are going to the hall this question. Uh, I don't imagine you have a lot of gold uh, sports coats with matching pants, but uh, <laughs> if you get in the hall, you get that gold jacket. And uh, what would that mean to you to slip that jacket on?
15: You know what? It, it would. It would really mean. Uh, it would mean everything to me. I think uh, when we play this game, and you have, you're fortunate enough to make it in the NFL, and, and You always dream about you know being a hall of famer and and that's the ultimate goal for a football player and me being from ohio i had a chance to visit the hall of fame as a kid and and from that point on i've always you know man you know one day i want to get one of those busts and 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 all that be a dream come true for me man uh just just from all your hard work and dedication and everything that you've done throughout throughout your career uh it's really like icing on top of a cake
1: Orlando Pace, that's, the warning. that's our two-minute warning. Thanks for joining us, and good luck with that dream come true. I hope it real- you realize it, and hope you're in the Hall of Fame soon. All
15: right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, well, look for you out in San Thanks, Francisco, Alaska.
1: Orlando. All right. I'll see you. Yep. Take care. Thank you. That was Hall of Fame Finals to Orlando Pace, and I'll be honest with you guys. As I've said before, I like his chances of making it this year, and uh, as we heard, that is the sound of the two-minute drill. We're... Uh, Almost out of time in the first half, so we're going to go call on Ron Borges, not Jeremy Hill, to run out the clock. Ron's going to ask the questions Rick and I'll answer, and Derek, try to keep Joey Parter off the field, would you please?
3: Ron, let's go. I'm like Mike March. I want you guys to score. First, score, baby. was Pete Carroll pumped and jacked after Marson Lentz told him, sit mode, boss, and didn't travel to Minnesota after Carroll told me that he was run mode, boss, on Friday?
2: Pete Carroll gets pumped and jacked just standing in the Starbucks line.
3: He was jacked. The first thing Marshawn said
1: to him all season.
3: (laughs) Uh, Was Blair Walsh's missed 27-yard field goal that eliminated the Vikings caused by bad laces, tilted hold, or tight tonsils? All of the above.
1: None of the above. Caused by bad
3: direction. (laughs) Were the balls deflating at frigid TCF Bank Stadium Sunday in Minnesota? Not sure. Was Tom Brady there?
1: Uh, Whose balls are we talking about, the Vikings or Blair Walsh's?
2: Ouch. Uh, What happened to home field advantage wildcard weekend? The four best quarterbacks played for the road teams.
1: It got concussed by Vontez Perfect.
3: All four uh, wildcard games won by quarterbacks with playoff experience. Coincidence, luck, or the real advantage?
2: The best quarterbacks win by design. That's the way the game is set up.
1: Luck. Vontez Perfect and Blair Walsh don't play quarterback.
3: Do the Seahawks still look fearsome after that lucky win against the Vikings?
2: That's how the Seahawks roll. They also beat Dallas in the playoffs in 2006 on a botched chip shot field goal.
1: No, they look fulsome after thawing out.
3: Fulsome. What a word that is. Uh I must have gone to Ivy League school. The, uh, veteran Dallas defensive end Jeremy Mincy says Greg Hardy was, quote, misunderstood person, but also this guy and then that guy. And he says both guys should be leaving. Will Jerry Jones get the message?
2: Both guys could be leaving, both Mincy and Hardy.
3: <laughs> I think he already
1: has, and it has nothing to do with Mincy, more with one-and-a-half sacks in the last six games. That's the end of That is the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we'll have the divisional playoff games, and one of the stars of them, former Dallas receiver Drew Pearson. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
11: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit QuickenLoans.com.
12: Visit JDPower.com for more information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license, law 56, consumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, you've reached
5: Burger King. To leave a message, press 1.
0: 1- hey, Burger King, you want to drive biz? I got this idea. I'm a big
10: fan of the way you cook your burgers. But what about chicken? So why not do a
13: flame-grilled burger chicken? Burger chicken? How about we call it the new flame-grilled chicken burger from Burger King. A savory flame-grilled chicken patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun. Now just two for five dollars. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich part of the two for five dollar deal. The new flame-grilled chicken burger. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
5: I just feel like something's missing.
6: I know. What we had was so... Big.
7: And warm and bright and yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun.
6: No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins. Now
8: our highest level of D3 ever. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge.
1: Talk of Fame Networks, brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer's running slowly, and let's face it, whose doesn't, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Also brought to you by Grasshopper, which is the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone, into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. See how it works at grasshopper.com. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network, and as advertised in this hour, we'll have former Dallas receiver Drew Pearson, who authored the first Hail Mary that is now not only part of the game, but part of football vocabulary, as well as Rick, our Rick Goslin, Dr. Data, making the Hall of Fame case for Charlie Hannigan. But first, well, first... This is what I consider the best weekend of the NFL season, and that's the divisional round of the playoffs to me. Goose, this is the best lineup of games all year. You agree?
2: Yeah, what makes it even better is it comes off the college football's national title game. You know, right. we can only hope this weekend's games have the same excitement level of Alabama Clemson. I mean, this should be the best weekend of the season because you've given the four best teams a week off to get rested and prepare for that final dash to the Super Bowl. So you can easily argue, that there uh, there have been more memorable games played in the divisional round than in the conference championship games.
3: Yeah, I think you uh, you you know you're right. I mean, you've gotten rid of the detrius of the NFL, and you get down to the real teams. Uh, you get one of the things that you get to find out that I think is always fascinating is are these wild card winners really jokers? Because how many times do you see a wild card team where they where you watch them in that round and say, boy, that, that team X they look really good. You know, Clark Cincinnati Bengals they look really good. And, uh, and then they come to the divisional round, they get blown out, and you say, what happened to that team that we saw play last week? Well, you forgot to look at the opponent. And, and that's where I think this week is interesting. And as you point out, Goose, the fact that the top teams have uh, uh, have had a week to rest and get healthy, when that's certainly critical for uh, uh, Denver and New England, uh, you know, should make them a little bit more potent than they've looked of late. So uh, right. it's a great round.
1: Uh, Ron, the Cincinnati Bengals don't get to the divisional round. <laughs> they don't get
3: then what if and they had T.O.? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't want to get to the weekend games before I get to some of the most memorable divisional round games in NFL history. This is, after all, a segment that we've always reserved for our history class. And I don't care that we have a new o'clock. Class, guys, is still in session. So let's start with a Hall of Fame of Divisional Games. Before I hear from you, I'm going to offer my own. And that would be the 2012 divisional game between Baltimore and... And Denver, which had the top seed, where I remember telling Chad Steele, who was the PR director for the Ravens, uh, before the game. In fact, it was Saturday night. We had dinner. Uh, Baltimore, yeah, you got no shot. He says, tell me we have something. No, you got no shot. The reason, you got Peyton Manning, and he's playing at home, of course, as we know now. I was wrong. Yeah. maybe Shocker. First time. I don't know. It wasn't about the Bengals. It was about the Ravens. But only because safety Raheem Moore screwed the pooch failing to cover the deep pass when Jacoby Jones somehow got behind him in the last 30 seconds. If you remember, he caught a 70-yard touchdown pass to send the game into OT, not TO. Uh, I remember I was in the Broncos press room waiting waiting for the winning team, waiting to get Peyton Manning to talk about the, uh, the game. When I watched it on TV, and the guys in there looked at me, <laughs> I looked at them, and we shook our heads and said, I can't believe what I just saw. Well, believe it. And Of course, the Ravens went on to win 38-35 in double overtime in a game that uh, honestly were played today, no doubt Ron would have featured the Cincinnati Bengals screwing it up. (laughs)
2: Uh, Clark, I'm going to give you the infamous Hail Mary game. The Cowboys are at the Vikings on a typically frigid December day, and Dallas is running out of hope. They trail 14-10, sit in the 50-yard line with under 30 seconds remaining, so Roger Staubach heaves the bomb to Drew Pearson who untangled himself from Pro Bowl cornerback Nate Wright, caught the ball, and stepped into the end zone. Staubach, a devout Catholic, said he threw the ball and said a Hail Mary. We'll have Drew Pearson on later in the show to discuss that
3: play. And the Vikings said, oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, being a history buff, uh, I'm going to take it back to January of 1986. Uh, the lowly Patriots who had won the previous week by beating the Jets in a wild-card game, but nothing was expected of them when they went to Los Angeles to play the heavily favored Los Angeles Raiders. ass uh, So what happens? Not only do they win 27-20, how do they do it? They force six turnovers and survive a 121-yard assault by uh, Marcus Allen. Uh, but the best part of the game, speaking of assaults, uh, as often happens with the Patriots, came in after the game was over. When the teams were walking off the field, gen- then-General Manager Patrick Sullivan was standing in the end zone, perhaps had imbibed a tad too much, uh, <laughs> and began to harass Howie Long and Matt Millen. And this, uh, this quickly picked up steam until Matt finally took his helmet, which he was holding in one hand, and clobbered him in the side of the head before any security people could get over there. And there's a great picture that w- ran all over the country of Howie jumping in there, Matt's got a hold of Sullivan's shirt, which is half ripped off him, and he's clonked him with his, with his helmet. Sullivan's hair looks like Don King. It's like flying all <laughs> over the place. And for many years, and I think he still to this day has on his office wall, uh, Pat does, uh, uh, that picture signed by Matt Millen and, and Howie Long. Great playoff moment. Hey, Ron, hey, Ron the Ron? question
2: Clark and I have is, did you throw any punches during that first? <laughs> yeah, <house>? I,
3: <laughs> I was holding people back, the voice of reason, as always. <laughs> hey, hey, Ron, Patrick Sullivan or John L.?
1: If it was John L., he would have decked those two guys. Boston's <laughs> hey, strong boy. Listen, I'll give you one more. A 2010 divisional round game between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I love those Ravens. We had these two teams as our best rivalry of today in a recent series, and they proved it in this game. Pittsburgh coming from, I think it's 21-7 at halftime. To win in the last two minutes, if you guys remember, Big Ben. He did what he does best. Made a big play at the biggest moment of the game. Third and 19, step back, threw a bomb downfield. Land in the hands of an unknown receiver, some guy named uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Turned it into a 58-yard completion. It's one thing to do that late in the game, guys. It's another to do it against the Ravens. It simply doesn't happen or it didn't end. But that's why he's big Ben.
2: I'll tell you, guys, one of the most memorable games I've covered personally was a shootout between two Pro Bowl quarterbacks when neither team punted. Peyton Manning and Trent Green matched pass for pass. Pro Bowl runners Edgerrin James and Priest Holmes matched handoff for handoff. And when it was all said and done, the Colts had pulled off a 38-31 upset. There was only one possession that ended in a turnover, a third quarter fumble by Priest Holmes that proved to be the difference in the game. That gave the Colts the possession they would need to score the extra touchdown. No punts.
1: Hey, Goose, you know, we talk about Hall of Fame games, but nobody here mentions Charlie Hand again. And I know you do, the former Houston Oilers wide receiver. You, you talk about him going to Canton. You wrote about him on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And I know you believe strongly that he belongs in, in the Hall of Fame. Why don't you tell our listeners what you wrote and what you believe in?
2: Yeah, no wide receiver changed the way the game is played like Charlie Hennigan. You know, you've probably never heard of him, have you? No reason you should. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's never been a candidate. Never showing up on the ballot as an either semifinalist or finalist. But he and his impact on football have been lost in the pages of history. He made the passing game a downfield attack game. When the AFL was formed, Hennigan hitchhiked from his hometown in Louisiana to Houston to trial for the Oilers. Not only did he make the team, he started and caught 44 passes from future Hall of Famer George Blanda. But Charlie was just getting warmed up to the pro game. In his second year, he caught 82 passes for 1,700 yards and 12 touchdowns. He caught 100 yards and passes in 10 of Houston's 14 games that season. That record stood for 34 years before Michael Irvin posted 11 100-yard games for the Cowboys in 1995 in a 16-game season. Hennigan also had three 200-yard games that season, and that remained an NFL record 53 years later. His 1,700 receiving yards was another record that stood for 34 years before Jerry Rice broke it, also in 1995, with 1,848 yards for the 49ers. In 1964, Hennigan caught 101 passes for an NFL-leading 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns. Those 101 receptions remained an NFL record for 20 years before Art Monk caught 106 for the Redskins in 84, also in a 16-game season. Hennigan wound up only playing seven seasons before a series of concussions and knee injuries ended his career. He wound up with six, 410 career receptions, a franchise record 51 touchdowns, averaging 16.6 a catch, and went to five AFL All-Star games. Does he belong in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? When it takes decades for Hall of Famers Michael Irvin, Art Monk, and Jerry Rice to break his receiving records, you belong in the conversation. He deserves to be debated and discussed. He certainly passed the eye test both on the field and in the record book.
3: Well, Goose, do you think that 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 discussion has never come about because uh, Charlie Hennigan lacked uh, longevity, which is a problem for some? Or do you think it was more about uh, bias among NFL writers of the day Uh, against the AFL in general and and AFL players and their accomplishments.
2: Yeah, Bengal, I think it was the fact he played in the AFL. You know, Back then there were 14 Hall of Fame voters from the NFL, eight from the AFL. It took a long time for the AFL to finally break down that wall of resistance and its identity as, quote-unquote, the inferior league. Well,
1: Goose, it's not going to take us a long time to get to commercial. We're going there right now. When we return, we're going to hear from, well, hear about divisional past to divisional present, and we're going to hear from Ron and what's going on or wrong with your Cincinnati Bengals, Ron. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
9: If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com.
17: Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear, or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Fifty-nine, forty-four. I
5: just feel like something's missing.
6: I know. What we had was so big.
7: And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun.
6: No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins. Now our
12: highest level of D3 ever. The following was recorded at a Burger King drive-through at breakfast.
9: Morning, welcome to Burger King. Let me get a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich. Sure, right now they're two for four dollars. But is that how you say that? Yeah, croissant sandwich. Where I'm from, we say croissant sandwich. Try that. Croissant sandwich. Oh, that took you two seconds. Took me years of practice. I'm
10: not you.
12: Piled high with thick-cut bacon or savory sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted cheese. Get two croissant sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
10: This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank hearing pitches from small businesses. Now there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to cabbage.com, that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E, or call 888-CABBAGE.
8: When you're running your own business, you are bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's WIX.com. Hi, I'm Jay
11: Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN
12: or visit QuickenLoans.com. Visit JDPower.com for more information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license, all 50 states, Access.org number 3030.
0: Now back to the Talk of Fame Network.
1: The Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works at grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer's running slowly and whose doesn't, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out whatever may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Guys, before we get to this Round weekend's games, to I'd like to acknowledge the passing of a rock legend, that's David Bowie, who died this week at the age Round of 69. This is the Hall of Fame Major show, of course, and David Tom. Bowie was a Hall of Fame performer. And Goose and Ron, I know you didn't see him, but I did twice, as well as his guitarist, Mick Ronson, then playing with former Moth the Hoople frontman Ian Hunter, and Bowie was magical. He was to rock music with John Unitas, Joe Montana, or maybe even, yeah, Ron Tom Brady is to the NFL. A bona fide star who was the best in show. It's David Bowie, gone way too soon at the age of 69.
3: Yeah, I always loved him. I thought he did a great job at the Alamo. Uh, you know, it didn't quite work out the way you had hoped. but
1: uh. That was Sam. That was Sam. Uh, thanks, Ron. Hey, what's oh. not gone too soon are this weekend's divisional round playoff games. And I want to concentrate on Sunday, guys. Uh, to me, the marquee game is the first one. That's Seattle-Carolina. Carolina has the best record in the game, but Seattle is the defending NFC champion, and it's been an absolute bear on the road lately. Not only winning its last six, but allowing one. Yes, one touchdown in that time. And I think, Goose, this is Carolina's worst nightmare. You agree?
2: No, the only, there's only one NFL team that went unbeaten at home this season. That was Carolina. They played for this moment. They had the home field advantage in the NFC playoffs. This has been the NFL's best team all season long. You know, Seattle was lucky to get by Minnesota. I wouldn't sell uh, Carolina short. This is a good football team, the team that already went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks.
3: Ronnie? I actually like the Panthers too, but I also like the idea of this uh, this game. To me, this is how life should be. Want to be the champ? Got to beat the champ to be the champ. Yep. And, and, and that's uh, how it should be. And I actually think the Panthers are going to do it, but I don't think it's going to be easy for them.
1: Well, uh, I would like to tell Major Tom this, that this game is about two of the game's best quarterbacks. In fact, two who are so good that they're MVP candidates. Uh, I think Cam Newton, as we all expect, is going to win that. But uh, they're two guys who as hot as anyone, or hotter than anyone down the stretch, Goose. um, Russell Wilson, my guy, threw 24 touchdowns and one interception his last regular season starts, while Cam Newton who's the, uh, probably the next MVP. He threw 21 TDs and one pick in his last eight. So how do you handicap this game?
2: Cam Newton has found a way all season. Russell Wilson has not. Cam Newton's likely MVP of this league. As Clemson showed Alabama the other night, a mobile quarterback can give even the best of defenses fits. Russell Wilson will have his moments, and so will Cam Newton. The, the Seahawks have big game experience, and Carolina will have the home field advantage. I'll go with a team that hasn't lost at home all season.
1: Hey, Ronnie, I, I want to go to that big game experience that he talked about, right. Russell Wilson's history of play, six, playoff success. He's 7-2 the past year in the playoffs, past two years in the playoffs. Went to the Super Bowl both times. Doesn't that count for something here?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, it does when you have a great defense, which is what he's had, and it kind of lugged him around on their back. But that's fine. You know, uh, my last recollection of Russell Wilson was, <laughs> uh, didn't he throw a pick that uh, no one but you will ever forget? Uh, you know, One more of those, and you know what he's, he is? He's Peyton Manning, a loser, as they say in Boston. Oh,
1: Lugged him around on his back, please. Hey, since you mentioned Peyton Manning, how about game number two here, guys? It's Peyton and the Broncos versus Pittsburgh. And to me, the Broncos caught a huge break here by getting the Steelers. I mean, Roethlisberger's hurt, Antonio Brown's concussed, and the Steelers are barely standing.
2: Clark, it all hinges on the severity of Roethlisberger's injury and how much arm he has at his disposal. You know, we all know of Manning's limitations – and how the Broncos are going to need to establish a running game to succeed. If Roethlisberger has his full arm, I like the Steelers. I think if Roethlisberger is healthy, the Steelers can beat any team they play. He's already won an AFC title game in Denver, so a divisional game, no big deal.
1: Okay, Ron, let's go to the other side of the ball, and that's the Denver Broncos. What do you expect from Peyton Manning? I mean, um, as we know, he has 9-1 and Duns in the playoffs, but I, I like, well, <laughs> I love his chances here. And not because he's healthy or experienced or because he's due, but because the Steelers are hurt.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest about it. The Steelers shouldn't be in still be playing. You know, they're only playing because the Bengals lost their minds, those who had minds. But uh, I, I think Peyton will do well because he's well rested. You know, if you remember when he had that one great game this season, it was when he came off about a month long rest. You know, yeah. it's playing back to back that gets his back up and, and his team down. You know, look, he could still make the fatal error because he's, he's done it many times trying to do too much, but I think this is his best chance to look at his best.
1: Hey, Goose, quick question for you. If Manning falters, do you think Gary Kubiak would go to Osweiler? And B, if he does, how soon?
2: If Denver gets into the lead, it's Manning. If the Broncos fall behind by two scores, it'll be out- Osweiler.
1: You agree, Ron?
3: Yeah, probably so. I think it's a tough call for, uh, for Kubiak because if you make the move, uh, there's really no going back. Uh, you, you can't be going back and forth and back and forth in the playoffs. You really can't do it. Your team will will freak out. Uh, so if he does it, he's got to live with it. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie,
1: Ronnie. Well, I'm not going to freak out because this is Ronnie. gorgeous or... bogus. That's right. Ron, you're up next. I've been told... <laughs> Don't tell me this is true. You're going to take Dartmouth
3: alum Mike Brown to the woodshed, please. Please tell me I'm wrong. Well, that explains it all. Had I known he'd gone to Dartmouth, I wouldn't <laughs> have so many questions. You know, uh, the Bible's been teaching the same lessons for over two thousand years, Clark. But Mike Brown didn't get it at Dartmouth, heathen school, and he still doesn't get it, uh, which is the reason his Bengals were eliminated from the playoffs after one game for the fifth year in a row. In Galatians chapter six verses seven nine, it is written, "Be not deceived, Derek." God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. This has been loosely translated in Cincinnati thusly. Be not deceived, the NFL is not mocked, for whatsoever nitwit a man hireth, so shall he lose his mind when you needeth him most. Now this is not bogus. It's a fact. The Bengals are not playing the Patriots this weekend because they blew a one-point lead to the Steelers when they had the ball at 90 seconds from victory. It took them only one play to give it back. After a Mercurial Bontez Burfect made a tremendous diving interception. That's his upside. One play later, they fumble it back. They allow a third down a conversion. They allow a fourth down conversion. And then what happens? Burfect and Pac Man Jones commit 30 yards of personal fouls to set up the game winning field goal as time ran out. Bogus. Burfect had been out of control the entire game. Some say his entire life. His egregious shot to the head of Antonio Brown got the ball rolling. Enter BackMan. With no strip joint to get busted in, he got into the Steelers' assistant coach, Joey Porter's face, who was on the field to provoke him, and succeeded. Jones couldn't keep his mouth shut. He couldn't keep his hands off the officials, and so flags came out. The Bengals went down. They reaped what they'd sown, hiring guys with less than self-control than a teetling toddler. Bogus. Now, this doesn't make Marvin Lewis blameless. Immediately after the game, he suggested the officials had missed some equally egregious calls. If they did, which they didn't, how does that change... What his team did, raising those type of issues is bogus and counterproductive. Perfect's been fine to the max. Now he's been suspended for three games. When guys like that cost you a game, nobody should be surprised. You reap what you sow, and, Mike, you also get what you pay for.
2: Ron, isn't it the ultimate tease for any team and personnel department, talent versus character, and more often than not, talent wins out?
3: You're right. I mean, that's the problem. Look at Aaron Hernandez and all the problems that it caused here. Every, everyone had red flags. But somebody took a chance on him, and for a little bit, it paid off. But in the end, these guys tend to be who we think they are, as somebody (laughs) once said. Bums. No, someone once said,
1: Mercurial, Mercurial. (laughs) Yeah, I like that Mercurial. I did. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Ron, that's going to do it because I'm Mercurial too. I've had it with Mike Brown and the Bengals and you. We're going to the commercial. Up next, one of the stars of the divisional round of the playoffs. I'm talking about former Dallas wide receiver Drew Pearson. And no need to say a Hail Mary here. He's waiting for us. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
9: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The entrepreneur's phone system
5: i just feel like something's missing
9: i know what we had was so big
7: and warm and bright and yellow oh i really miss the sun
6: no sun no problem centrum the most trusted multivitamins now have more of the vitamin d3 you need get the vitamin d you could be missing this winter with centrum multivitamins now our highest level of d3 ever
17: there's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944.
10: This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank, hearing pitches from small businesses. Now, there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is a rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to Cabbage.com. That's Cabbage with a K. K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Or call 888-CABBAGE.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge.
3: They are who we thought they were.
1: Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our next guest was on the receiving end of one of the most iconic plays in NFL history, the Hail Mary, which gave the Dallas Cowboys a 17-14 win over the Minnesota Vikings in the 1975 Divisional Round of the playoffs. Drew Pearson caught that 50-yard bomb from Roger Staubach in the final minute, one of several game-closing catches that earned him the nickname Mr. Clutch. Drew was named to the 1970s NFL All-Decade team, but strangely, is one of only two players from that first team not enshrined in the Hall of Fame and has never, ever been discussed as a finalist. So, we've invited him to talk about both the Hall and the Hail Mary on the Talk of Fame Network. Drew Pearson, thanks for being here. Right on. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey, Drew, take us back to that frigid afternoon in Bloomington, Minnesota, the day the Cowboys looked lost. But Stalakiv, the football, said his famous Hail Mary, which, of course, you answered. Can you replay that down for us and address a decades-old complaint in the Twin Cities that you pushed (laughs) off?
14: Yeah, it's uh, four decades old now. (laughs) 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 And uh, they haven't let up one bit. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, it was an interesting game, very tough physical game. We went up there to play them. They had the best record in the NFL. We were the wild-card team that year. Uh, they finished the regular season 12 and 2. We were 10 and 4. And it was a tough physical football game. It was cold out there, but nothing like we saw last weekend in Minnesota against Seattle. Uh, it was cold, about 25 degrees. The chill factor made it about 17. There was a very minimum wind. It was overcast. Actually, it was a good day for football. And it was good to be playing in grass because they had a grass field. Uh, both teams are lined on the same sideline I think that's the last team in the NFL that did that the Minnesota Vikings and uh, you know we played them good we had the lead at halftime 10 to 7 they finally scored late in the fourth quarter to take the lead 14 to 10 and now we needed a touchdown and I had one pass thrown to me through the whole game a little disappointed with that Uh, but here we go in the final drive and it's all Roger and I and that Situation. We don't have time to get plays called in from Coach Landry. And so Roger takes over, and usually he went to me in those situations. And of course, we know about the Hail Mary, but two plays before the Hail Mary, we had a fourth and 17 that Roger ended up hitting me for 22 yards on the first down on Nate Wright. And then we come back two plays later, we go for the Hail Mary, and Roger says, We got no timeouts. We got to start taking some shots to the end zone. And he told me to run a turn in takeoff on Nate Wright. The only other guy he told to go out on the play was uh, uh, Golden Richards to run a post pattern on the other side. And what we wanted to do with that was hold Paul Krauss to that side of the field. He's the NFL all-time interception leader. And we wanted to hold him to that side of the field so I could be man-to-man on Nate Wright. We had maximum protection. Roger was able to pump Golden, threw it to me. I was way downfield by then. And Nate Wright and I were even. We're neck and neck, and I thought I could go away. Uh, pull away from him if I saw the ball thrown thrown out there to the back of the end zone. But it was underthrown. I came back, did that swim move to get the outside arm on the inside to get that inside position. And in doing that, yeah, there was contact, but there was no deliberate push on Nate Wright. And I guess with that contact, he went down, the ball hit my hands, went through my hands, and stuck between my elbow and my hip. <laughs> and I backed into the end zone with the ball <laughs> on my elbow and hip. That's how I literally caught the most famous play in Cowboy history, the Hail Mary. And I didn't use my hands. I used my elbow and my hip, (laughs) you know. So (laughs) that's how it went down. And then after the game, they asked Roger what happened. He said, I closed my eyes and threw the ball as far as I could, and I said, a Hail Mary. And next day in the paper, I don't know if you uh, remember, Rick, the headlines reads, Cowboys win by a Hail Mary, and Hail Mary kind of took off from there. And now, 40 years later, people still refer to the Hail Mary as that game-ending catch to help a team win a game.
3: Well, you know, you talk about that play, and it, it brings back the memory a lot of others. And The NFL, NFL Films commissioned a study in 1994 of the 75 greatest plays in NFL history. And who was making the catches in three of them? wasn't me. It was you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. one that didn't make it, though, was the, the first play after the Dwight Clark catch in the 81 NFC title game. You caught a 31-yard pass from Danny White. Uh, that would have gone for a game-winning touchdown except for that tremendous uh, diving tackle by uh, Eric Wright. You obviously authored some of the most memorable pass receptions in the Cowboys history, but is the, but does that play stand out? For you uh, in a different sort of way that he was able to make that tackle
14: uh, yeah actually that would have been Hail Mary too you know I <laughs> went downfield, I caught it over the middle and when I broke into the middle to run the route the in route um, I saw that I think it was Carlton Williamson and Ronnie Lott kind of collide with each other and as the ball zipped past them I caught it and I'm thinking I got open field and even with my speed, I think I could have got another 20 yards to put us in field goal position to kick the field goal to uh, win the game. But, you know, Eric Wright came out of nowhere and was able to grab my jersey initially. Then he reinforced the grab with, uh, by grabbing my shoulder pads and yanking me down. And we get back to the huddle, and I told Danny, instead of breaking in, I'm going to line up on the right side. Instead of breaking in, I'm going to break out. I catch it 20 yards, skip out of bounds, and now we're in field goal range. And uh, Danny, you know, he kind of looked to the other side at Tony Hill, and Tony got jammed up. And by that time, the, the pass rush was there, and he, he ended up fumbling. But I've had a lot of great catches uh, at the end of the games, and a lot of it is because the coaches, the quarterbacks have confidence in me. My teammates had confidence in me. But, guys, the one that stood out the most was the 83-yard touchdown pass I caught in my first playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings to, to break that game open. We were leading 16-7 to 7 in the fourth quarter. Roger hit me on third down on that post pattern. I caught it at the 50 and took it 83 yards in. And uh, that kind of let me knew, know at that point I could play in the NFL and I could make a career in the NFL if I stayed healthy. I knew it gave me confidence that I could compete on that level. And from then on, it was just a matter of improving, getting better, we, with each and every game, and then also staying healthy. And I was fortunate enough to do both.
1: Wow. More so than the Hail Mary, huh?
14: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the Hail Mary's most famous, but I don't think if I, if I don't catch this past my rookie year against the uh, Los Angeles Rams, you know, maybe there is no Hail Mary. Maybe right. they don't right. Uh, right. think I'm that clutch receiver because the next year we're playing the Washington Redskins in Texas Stadium and we're trailing by two touchdowns. Quentin Longley comes in. He hits Billy because uh, Roger got knocked out. He hits Billy Joe over in the middle for the first touchdown. Now we're down to 20-some seconds, 28 or so left in the game. And I told Clint I'm going to run a turn-in takeoff. And uh, we got the perfect defense for that route. And Clint hit me for a 50-yard touchdown to win that game. So that's 73-74. Now we get to the Hail Mary situation in 75. And, yeah, the team really has confidence in me now. And when I get in the huddle. In that situation, Roger would say, Drew, what do you got? And all the other guys in that huddle understood that. Billy Joe wasn't crying for the ball. Golden wasn't crying for the ball. Preston wasn't crying for it. Uh, Because I had done it before, they had confidence that I possibly might be able to do it again. So everybody understood in that situation. You know, it was Roger and Drew trying to make something happen. We're with
1: former Dell star Drew Pearson on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Drew, we have about a minute left. There are 24 mm-hmm. modern year and wide receivers in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and you obviously are not one of them, as I mentioned up top. Give us your definition of a Hall of Fame wide receiver.
14: You know, that's what I scratch my ball head trying to figure out. I don't <laughs> know what the definition is. Because there's really uh i don't know if it depends on individual success I don't know if it depends on team success I don't know if it depends on both uh you have players there that had the individual success but not really had the team success. And you have players that don't really have the uh, stats that match the other receivers in the Hall of Fame, but they did have team success uh, so you know I just don't know you know what the criteria is and Uh, so, you know, you just hope that, you know, your time comes, you really have no control in this situation. It's the hands of you guys that, you know, do the voting. And as you get further and further out of the process and now in the senior door, then your chances become slimmer and slimmer. Hey, Drew, our time has come. We're going to have to take a break. Can you stick with us? I'd be glad to. Thanks, guys. We're
1: going to be back with Drew Pearson after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
8: Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press 1. Hey, Burger King, it's Mike calling again. I called a billion times about the burgers and the chicken and the flame grilling. My big idea, call me back. I'm here at home.
13: Michael, didn't we talk about you trying the new flame grilled chicken burger from Burger King? A savory flame grilled chicken patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun. Now just two for five dollars. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich part of the two for five dollar deal. The new flame grilled chicken burger. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. Hi, I'm Jay Farner,
11: president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit
12: QuickenLoans.com. Visit JDPower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states. Access.org number 3030.
16: We are friends. We are sisters. We are daughters. We are stronger together. Meet a We Rafiki Bracelets are handmade with love by women in Africa, providing employment and empowerment. Wear your passion for changing the world at we.org.
17: There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge.
1: Well, speaking of calling, Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works at grasshopper.com. And we're back with Drew Pearson of the Dallas Cowboys. And, Drew, I think – Rick Gosselin's got a question for you.
2: Drew, why aren't you in the Hall of Fame?
14: I just don't know. I just uh, don't know what the criteria is for getting in and what makes me qualified or what makes me not qualified. Uh, Individual stats or team stats or both. And I think I had both of those in my career. Uh, You know, with the Dallas Cowboys, had success individually, helped teams win football games and. Uh, averaged over 16 yards a catch and uh, went over 1,000 yards way back in 1974 on 62 catches and and the teams I played with, you know, 11 seasons with the Cowboys played on, made the playoffs 10 of those 11 seasons, never had a losing season. Uh, the year we didn't make the playoffs, we finished eight and six. Played in seven NFC Championship games, which means seven times in 11 seasons, I was one game away from seven Super Bowls and you know, end up playing in three Super Bowls and winning one. So uh, everything, as far as I'm concerned, is there. I think those are the reasons why I made that, you know, all-decade team of the 1970s because those stats were there and they are associated with, you know, team success. And then when you look at some of the guys that are in, uh, even the guy that was voted as the other wide receiver on the all-decade team, Lynn Swan, he's in. He had better team success because they won four Super Bowls, but uh, individually I had better stats than he did. I played a little longer than he did. Maybe that's the reason, but, you know, he's in. I'm not the guy he played with that shared the ball with him. part of the offense with him, John Stallworth. You know, he played through the 70s. uh, uh, He's in. A lot of other guys uh, that, you know, I'm not saying these guys aren't Hall of Famers because they are. But I just don't understand why they are, and I'm not. That's what uh, mystifies me.
3: Well, right right along those lines, Drew, uh, you're right, it is mystifying. And, you know, from the 50s through the 90s, there were 10 wide receivers uh, selected uh, first team all decade. Uh, you're the only one uh, of those 10 not enshrined. And you, uh, as we mentioned earlier, had never even been discussed. And uh, now you're in the vast mm-hmm. senior pool, of which Rick and I uh, try to – pull as many people out as, as we can uh, before everybody drowns, including us. And, uh, and I'm just wondering, like, how frustrating has this whole process been for you and to find yourself now in this pool where uh, there's an awful lot of talented players and you can only bring out one or two guys a year?
14: Yeah, and then the uh, when you go to the modern era, era players, uh, you look at the wide receivers, uh, Stats, Terrell Owens and Marvin Harrison, and then you say, wow, God – how could Drew Pearson get in and those guys have double number of catches and yardage and touchdowns and things of that nature so even I guess it pushes you further back into uh, the process I guess and what that is what's frustrating it is the process you don't there's no transparency Uh, you don't ever know what the qualifications are is it individual stats as I said before Is it team stats or is it both Uh, you know a lot of Teams or a lot of players didn't play in, in key games. You know, most of the games I played in were key games, and uh, you didn't have opportunities at the end of games to pad your stats. You know, we we know, we would come back. We came back from a lot of games to win those games, but you know, you're catching passes in the flow of the game, not passes that are coming to you because you know your teams are so far behind that now you got to throw the ball to catch up. And therefore, you pad your stats. Uh, but those same players that have done that uh, didn't have the same success in playoffs that I had. You know, I caught over 60 uh, uh, some play- passes in playoff games. I played in 22 playoff games. Uh, another thing, I threw three touchdown passes in the NFL. I was five for seven throwing the football. <laughs> <in> the <NFL. laughs> there you go. I had a, I had a 1.3-something quarterback rating. I think that's <laughs> even higher than Roger Staubach, which I bring up to him all the time.
15: <laughs> but, Put you know,
3: there. there's
14: a, there's a, I think there's a lot of things that when you looked at the time I played, who I played with, and what we accomplished uh, individually and who I played for. I did this with Tom Landry. I think that should uh, say something for you as well uh, as far as your character and your ability to Uh, uh, play for a coach that was so demanding and uh, do it on a consistent level as an undrafted free agent so I think I have a great story to tell and I just don't understand why the process doesn't allow uh this one only one and I didn't know this till you mentioned that you are the only one of the 10 all decade receivers not enshrined and that to me uh I don't know what it lends to, but it's, it just doesn't look right. Hey, Drew, we got to run, but I want to thank you for
1: the time and sorry for ruining your day with that story. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, no, thank I you mean, so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. I you. Completed my case. There you go. Okay, there
2: you go.
15: Like you.
2: Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. That, that right, was former
1: thanks. Dallas wide receiver Drew Pearson. And this, well, as you heard, this is Two Minute Drill. Ron's back again to ask the questions Rick and I are going to answer them, and Derek is in charge of the clock. Gentlemen, start your engines.
3: Who should coach the Bengals in 2016? Marvin Lewis, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis, or Dr. Phil? For obvious, J. Edgar reasons, doctor,
2: for obvious reasons, Dr. Phil, the Bengals don't need a coach. They need a counselor.
3: J. Edgar Hoover. Word is the Browns have refused to pay for their dismissed assistant coaches to attend the Senior Bowl, the NFL's biggest job fair, or get their two Super Bowl tickets, many of which they'll scalp. Petty? Proof the, start ge- the uh, stat geeks are in charge or typical of larger problems of Jimmy Haslam's organization?
1: Larger problems. That song Cleveland Rocks, it's about Haslam's noggin.
2: That's why the Browns are the Browns.
3: How would you guys have handled Vontez Berfect? With a police escort.
2: <laughs> Marvin L- Lewis, I sit him down after the interception. From the NFL, I sit him down after six games.
3: Who offers the world better media access? Roger Goodell, Bill Belichick, or El Chapo? El Chapo.
1: Penn doesn't need Teller to sit down with him.
2: (laughs) I want to see Sean Penn sit down with Bill Belichick.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Does Rex Ryan believe in defense, his brother Rob, or nepotism? Despotism. This is all about Rex man up.
2: Rob's defense in Orleans. Rex's defense in Buffalo allowed a combined 835 points this season. I guess Rex is hoping two Ryans are better than one.
3: In two games against the Seahawks, friend of the show Adrian Peterson rushed for 63 yards on 31 carries, and including 23 of 45 at the playoffs with a critical fumble. Was Mike Zimmer too stubborn, or did Teddy Bridgewater's accuracy give him no choice? As Ron Turcott once told me, you have a horse, you ride him.
2: When it's minus six, you run the football. That's not good coaching. That's survival.
1: How does that shift to Colin Kaepernick from Alex Smith look to you? Fine. 49ers got what they wanted from Cap. You took them to Super Bowl one year, conference championship the next.
2: A move that has already cost two head coaches their jobs. That's,
1: That's the end game. We'd like to thank Orlando Pace and Drew Pearson for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, David Bowie for entertaining us, and you for listening to us. If you want to listen to this or any podcast, go to our website, com, or go to iTunes. Otherwise, listen to this station at this time, and on this day next week. We'll see you then.
11: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit
12: QuickenLoans.com. Visit JDPower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license, law 56, Access.org number 3030.
8: When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press
0: 1. Hey, Burger King, you want to drive biz? I got this idea. I'm a big fan
5: of the way you cook your burgers, but what about chicken? So why not do a flame-grilled burger chicken?
13: Burger chicken? How about we call it the new flame-grilled chicken burger from Burger King? A savory flame-grilled chicken patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun, now just 2 for $5. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich, part of the 2 for $5 deal. The new flame-grilled chicken burger, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary.
5: I just feel like something's missing.
13: I know. What we had
6: was so big.
7: And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun.
6: No sun? No problem. Centrum. The most trusted multivitamins now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins. Now our highest level of D3 ever.